Trumpist time is over. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Tony Gufano is a warp genius. I laugh, I sneeze, there goes my sensitive ladder. No winter. Heavens and welcome into Garden State Radio. I should say, heavens and welcome into Flippin' Out Radio. It's been such a long time since I actually did a podcast that I almost forgot the name of my own show. And I have to say, it's really a bad job by me that it's been so long since I did one of these. I I did this whole long soliloquy like a month ago, where I hadn't done a show in a while, and I said, you know, it's not right, I owe it to myself to keep doing these, at least on a semi-regular basis, you know, why aren't I doing it? And I said, you know, I should just do short recordings, at least, to get something out there. But it's just, you know, it's really hard, I have to admit, it's hard to motivate myself to do it by myself, because I have these other shows that I'm doing. You know, I've got the political show, so I, I try to avoid the political stuff on flipping Out. Um sports and basically you know baseball season is something i'm avoiding like the black plague right now i got into a long text fight with a friend of mine last night because uh, actually he's a guy who's been on the show many times john palestina he texted me oh how about this cody bellinger huh and i said why are you texting me this shit i'm avoiding i didn't know the score i'm not watching the game now i know that they're losing because of cody bellinger i didn't want to know about this why are you texting me about this and i know why because he's a yankees fan and the sad thing about being a Yankees fan is that they're actually very unfulfilled because they've seen their team win like 10 times. So they need everyone else to like bow down and worship their greatness as a baseball franchise. Haven't they just lost like six in a row? Seven in a row. Seven? It's glorious. Yeah. Yeah, seven in a row and it's glorious. So everyone just calm down. No, but they, they need like their past exploits as a franchise to be acknowledged by everybody because they don't. They don't watch baseball the same way everybody else does. They watch a they watch a Disney movie that's about sports, basically. And like every year, it doesn't mean they're going to win every time because I mean Rocky didn't win every time. You know what I mean? You got to keep it somewhat entertainment value. But it's not like watching sports the way the rest of us watch sports. Like baseball fans just basically wait for the most part for that kick in the teeth where you know the season's over. As as Barstool Sports refers to it, console the season, console. Um, Is that from, like, Yiddish or something? No, it's this guy. He was really mad one time, a uh, big Indians fan, who they had just traded CC Sabathia to the Brewers. And in his rage and haste to get a mass text out to his friends, he said, Cuncel the season. He, spe- he, spe- he spelled it C-U-N-C-E-L-S-A-E-S-O-N in all caps. So now, like, amongst that group of friends, like, whenever something happens that kills a team season, they just text Cuncel to everyone. Cuncel. And I, I appreciate it because, like, just when I see this awful thing happening, I really want to just, like, end the season at that point. It's just like, let's just console, console. 
Anyway, moving right along. Mm-hmm. Going back to sports for a second, though. Kevin Durant. I got to tell you, I really... Once upon a time, I was a big Kevin Durant fan. I liked him at Texas. You know, I like guys that kind of go to those off programs that aren't necessarily known for that sport, but they make it big regardless. And Kevin Durant is definitely one of those guys. Uh, Once upon a time, I kind of considered myself a Supersonics fan to a certain extent. So, uh, secretly, as a secretly. Mm -hmm. Well, I really wanted them to beat the Bulls that one year for sure. And I was definitely, everybody my age loved Sean Kemp, the Rain Man. And, you know, Gary Payton to a certain extent, even love, though he was a dick. Love, I have a, a Sean Kemp jersey. Do you really? A, yeah. a supersonic Sean Kemp jersey? Yeah. Why don't you ever wear that? Uh, well, because I got it in high school. It no longer fits me. Oh, it doesn't fit you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit bigger than I was. Like, is it disgustingly tight, or is it just tight? If I lost 30 or 40 pounds, I could wear it again. 30 or 40? Okay. Yeah, I could wear it again. Okay. Otherwise, it would look a little... Is it a, is it a like, legit... Authentic. I can go get it. You want to see it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's in here. All right. Appleseed's going to go show me. We're at Appleseed Studios, obviously. He doesn't store his old MLB memorabilia at, at my place. Um, yeah, but Kevin Durant, I got to tell you, I was a huge fan of his. And in moving to Golden State, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before or not, but it was one of the most non-competitive Sort of most bitch. I don't have it here. You don't have it here. Yeah. What's the problem? It's probably. I don't know why you would bring up something house. as cool as like a Sean Kemp jersey. <clears throat> I thought I had it. And then not have it. I thought I had it. Matter of fact, that should be framed and up here. It's not like a. It's a bull. Like a. Like a. Like a, like a child. Sports Authority jersey? twenty. Okay. Dollar. Okay. You know. I thought it was a, like an authentic. No, no, no. No one has money for that. Well, that's not true. Kevin Durant <laughs> definitely does. So, Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors. Probably one of the most uncompetitive things I've ever seen in, like, organized sports. Going back to, like, when you were seven years old and your friend turned off fair trades in video games and played on rookie level. It ranks up there with one of the most uncompetitive, just bitch things ever. Like, I, I want to be on your guys' team. It's not fairsies. Not fairsies leaves Oklahoma City, goes to the team that beat him in an epic series last year, and of course they steamroll to the title, and he's like feted as this conquering champion. Really? Really? Interesting. You know, I've seen that play out in the like post-game, you know, pre-produced credits on uh, NBA Live, too. You know, I've seen that one. I played with unfair trades off a couple times back in, you know, 1999 on NBA Live. It was fun. I played, you know, World Series Baseball in 1994. With unfair trades off. Frank Thomas hit 100 home runs. Drove in 200 RBI. It's fun. It's fun to do that. But in real life? In in professional sports? That's what it's come to now? That's what the NBA is? And now all these people like, you know, uh, Kevin Durant says he's not to blame for parity issues in the NBA. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not. And LeBron James says, well, I, did, I never played on a super team. What do you mean? We didn't do super teams. The Celtics did. Bro. The Celtics guys were all in, like, their late 20s, just about to hit their 30s. They played through their prime already. Paul Pierce was well past his prime. Kevin Garnett, well past his prime. Ray Allen at the very tail end of it. And you're going to compare that to what you orchestrated with the with the Heat? And, what the, and look, the thing that's so annoying about it, this is what really, really sucks, 
is that the Warriors would be completely legitimate. They would be a absolute marvel of modern basketball and scouting and coaching and just cohesion and ability to play the same brand of basketball, all that stuff. You know, undervaluing the point forward position, Draymond Green is a huge part of that team. Steph Curry was hated on coming out of college basketball when he should have been more accepted. All of that gets torn down by the fact that this mega, mega superstar, the second best player in the NBA maybe, goes there and joins them the year after they'd done what they'd done. And yeah, you lost in the finals. And yeah, Draymond Green got kicked out because of the suspension. And, and, you know, that's a tough way to go, having been down 3-1 or up 3-1. But the fact that he went there is just so bitch. And it um, amazes me that people actually have interest in the NBA the way it is nowadays. And it's not going to change until they get rid of the max contract. If they get rid of the max contract, this will not be an issue anymore. LeBron can make $50 million a year. Durant can make $50 million a year. Steph Curry. Draymond Green. You know what I mean? Imagine all those guys on different teams and and throw in Clay Thompson if you want to. Throw in Kyrie Irving. And again, maybe not because some of these guys are always going to be grouped on teams together. That's how teams become better, having two to three. But I mean, this this just sort of false behind-the-scenes machinations, it's, it's all because of the max salary cap the max player you, you don't have such a thing as a player who can take up a, a big percentage of the cap and obviously other sports even with salary caps don't have that um the quarterback being such a big thing in the nfl for example so what about this story what's wrong this thing just attacks me oh the the see what's happening is it's very windy maybe you can hear it on the recording i don't know but it's very windy here in Appleseed studios and the what would you call that the 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 pulley for the uh Blinds? It whiplash. Yeah, it attacked me. So this is awful. And then, um, and then my eye went into the microphone. What about this story? This guy passed out drunk, asleep on a random person's trunk. So in other words, think of like a sedan with like an extended trunk. The guy fell asleep on top of that person's car. They drove four, up to 14 miles with this guy on the back there, just sleeping on the car while they were driving. How is that? How does that happen? Like, I don't understand physically, almost like the route that a car would take, where there wouldn't be some kind of a enough of a short stop or a turn where the person's not gonna fall off, and they're driving down the highway, and someone looks over and sees that there's this person sleeping on the car, and like motions to them, like pull over, pull over, or whatever. But is that not like anybody who's ever passed out drunk somewhere? Is that not? Isn't that like your worst nightmare? Something of that nature? I watched this short horror film last night. Really not very good. But when you're working the overnight shift, screening phone calls, you're looking for anything to pass the time online. What was the uh, film? It's called The Curve. And it's this woman who wakes up and like she's just on like a smooth curve. And her hands are all bloody. And she's like trying to push herself up and keep herself from falling into this abyss. And it doesn't have any backstory, no explanation. She's just on this smooth curve. And she's, like, trying to keep from falling off the ledge. And then eventually at the end, she can't stop anymore and she falls off. But you don't actually know what's down there. You don't actually know, like, you know. It sounds awful. Yeah, it's an unsettling little thing. It's an unsettling little film. But, um, you know, it's like imagine just waking up somewhere and, and you're driving down the highway, you know, groggy, hungover. Like, what the hell is going on right now? Anyway, 
Uh, how about this? We're, we're in New Jersey. We're broadcasting from Essex County. There was a girl at Cedar Grove High School, a softball pitcher, who struck out every batter and pitched a perfect game. Striking out every batter. How, how absolutely disgusting is that? That's such a noteworthy achievement. I just, like, had to bring it up. Um, imagine that. Imagine go, speaking of video games, like imagine going out there just striking out every single batter. Yeah, that that's uh, that's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that's uh, one, two, three strikes you're out. One, two, three strikes you're out. One, two, three strikes you're out. Oh man! All right. Uh, what what about this? A reverse whore situation. A reverse whore. This woman, I think she's in her forties or something. She paid a fifteen-year-old kid to have sex with her, and she bought him pot. And booze. Where is this? Probably in Florida. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, let's see. This woman. That's her, by the way. There have been some absolutely ridiculously attractive. Not to say that this one's ridiculously woman attractive. Woman paid but teen for sex. Let him booze and smoke. And she, Well, she's not bad looking. She's not bad. Yeah, Florida. Port St. Lucie. Yeah, well, there's Florida for but, you. But this one was in uh, Kentucky, I think. What's the story there? Married and she is like ridiculously sex with student. Let me see. Ridiculously attractive, honestly. Like her her mugshots. Wow. Her mugshots good enough. And the, and also by the way, how like unreal is that smirk? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, that's right. I I I fucked one of my students and I do it again. Is that not what that smirk says? Look at that. Look at how look at how aggressive the the upturned curl is. <laughs> aggressive. Uh, this doesn't Is that Florida, there. you said? This one's in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, but her, her pictures are ridiculous, this one. Anyway, this isn't the Barstool link, or else I'd have them. Uh, okay, let's see. Okay, this is just something um, that I had to bring. And I know we were just telling your, your co-worker that um, we don't... Well, at least I try not to do too much politics on this particular show now. But I just have to point this one out. This one woman that I follow on Twitter made such a great point. She shared a headline from Cosmopolitan, which says, Internet baby men start crying because there's a couple women-only Wonder Woman screenings. Okay? That was the Cosmopolitan headline. And she shared that and put in quotes, Wimpy queers are crying because there is one bakery that won't make them a cake. How is that... She's right. What's the difference? You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of, like, no, if, if you're going to say it's not okay to, you know, say you're only going to do this one particular thing based off someone's sexuality, why would it be okay to do it based off gender? Even more basic, really. So, anyway, a great, a great point. A great point. That's, by the way, communism kills on Twitter. This this girl, Communism Kills. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, very interesting that Kathy Griffin did the whole thing with the fake head. Some people saying it's an overreaction for her to like lose her job with CNN and she's just trying to do something shocking and different and get attention, which she did. And I actually thought she won at first. I was like, oh, you know what? That's the world we live in. Get yourself that viral attention you know whatever <clears throat> obviously she paid for it in a lot of ways because she lost gigs and stuff but um what about that guy that rodeo clown who wore an obama mask 
at the rodeo in either Oklahoma or Texas or something. People took it so far as to get him fired just because he wore a, a mask of the president during a rodeo. And yet people actually wanted to make it out that Kathy Griffin shouldn't have any backlash. I was like, you know, some people... The hypocrisy is really just what makes me unsettled. Um, speaking of being unsettled or uncomfortable, what about this guy? There was a Denver Post reporter who got fired because he said that he was uncomfortable with a Japanese dude winning the Indy 500. I don't, all right. On Twitter. It, it, because... I guess, you know, in his mind, it's a big American race, and it's an iconic American tradition thing, and... He there said, must be more to that. That doesn't no, make sense. No, what do you mean? There's nothing more to it. I'm going to see if I can find... Okay, he said nothing specific... The guy's name is Terry Frey, and he lost his job, so I mean... But he said nothing specifically personal, but I'm very uncomfortable with a Japanese driver winning the Indianapolis 500 during Memorial Day weekend. So maybe there's some... Is he an older guy? Uh... Does it have his age? He doesn't look that old. If he's a World War II kind of guy... Or no, not that old. Really? No. Wow. And at the most, I'm going to say, like, the oldest he could almost be, based off this picture, unless it's an old picture, is in his, like, 50s. Maybe his 60s. Okay, so... But again, maybe he lost a family member during Pearl Harbor or something like that. I guess maybe. But, I mean, how, like... Yeah. A... <laughs> wow. What? Easy, easy, easy. Oh, easy, my God. Easy. People just talk too much. Yeah. I told you about this, so this is something you've heard already. But it's still just so absolutely disgusting that I feel the need to share it on this particular podcast. Um, there was a Florida strip club that... There's Florida again. Hashtag Florida. We used to do that. Remember we had the like train wreck Florida news segment? For, what, a week? No, it was longer than that. Three? Um, they had a fried shrimp buffet... And something was off about the shrimp. The shrimp was bad. And the first sign of a bad issue, a big problem, was that one of the patrons, while a girl was dancing, said he smelled something and he thought that the guy next to him had let loose a really bad fart. And he was he was sickened. He was disgusted by it. And then he saw that there was a brown liquid tri trickling down the leg of the dancer. And in short order, she exploded with diarrhea based off and it was so bad they actually didn't have enough stalls at the strip club people were firing off into trash cans and shit I think I've heard this story before I told you this yeah, yeah. you did yeah and it's obviously it had to close <sighs> it was just an insane amount of and it was coming out both ends because like people were getting sick from the shit and this avoid the shrimp at a strip club in yes. general? Yes. That's just a rule. Don't eat at a strip club. How no, about that? No, no, You're going to get a drink, maybe have a beer and a bottle. Sure. Um, how bad is this? The Tiger Woods mugshot thing? Did you hear about that? No. Back on May 31st, Tiger Woods, who now says he's going to go to uh, rehab or whatever. for He's not calling it that, but he's going away to get help for prescription drugs. Um, he was arrested, and the mugshot got photoshopped by ESPN to, like, fix his hair. His hair was, like, kind of crazy looking. It was all, like, disheveled and messed up, like, almost like you'd just woken up. So ESPN photoshopped it to make it all, like, nice and, like, combed and stuff. Why, Why would they do that? Yeah, what the f Why would they do that? It almost makes you wonder, and I, I don't believe this to be the case because it just... 
it's a little bit too convenient, and I really have to think that it was them overthinking it and trying to do just ESPN type stuff. But it almost makes you wonder if somebody did that as a joke, and it, that's what accidentally got loaded into the bug or whatever. It just makes you wonder. Uh, but yeah, good for. Um, there's a lot of commentators who aren't afraid to speak out against LeBron James and talk about like how. You know, he, like Rob Parker, I think it was, who talked about how um, he LeBron absolutely changed the NBA with the whole Miami super team thing. And I just, I find that refreshing that these prognosticators are willing to do that because so often a guy like that, because he's so good, the, the predilection would just be like, oh, he can do no wrong, you know, he's great, whatever he does, he's just the future of the NBA, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't know. It's it's very frustrating because the ratings are very good and people really seem to love the NBA just because. And it's basketball is a great game. I can't deny that. But man, it's just it's tough to see what it's become with just how imbalanced that is. Uh, let's see. Oh, how about this? So in the past, I've done little things where I've mentioned that there's songs that I've had the lyrics wrong to for many years, and you know it just amuses me when I discover this. There's one I came across recently. You know the song? Dun, 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 red Hot Love. You know that song, Red Radar Hot Love? Radar Love. Oh, right. Okay, so it's Radar Love. I always thought it was Red Hot Love. That's the that's the error. It's actually Radar Love. I always thought it was Red Hot Love. What's Radar Love? I, I don't know. Like, Red Hot Love is like something you could sort of understand in the language and the parlance. You know what I mean? Like, it's a flaming, it's a passionate love, Red Hot, Radar Love. What do you, like, love the blips on the screen? You're just like, wow, what could that be? Could somebody be inside that plane? It's lovely that you misunderstand the lyrics, and it's their fault. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. So this this woman um, on Hot 97, you know, I listen to Hot 97. I listen to Hot 97. I listen to 105.1. I listen to a lot of different radio stations. And I, I have yet to get my... Sirius XM free subscription just because I'm lazy and I don't call in and get it activated. So I listen to terrestrial radio a lot. This Hot 97 DJ, she comes on and she goes, yo, I I need a mask outside. The pollen is so bad. It's because of Trump and the the global warming and he's pulling us out of the Paris Agreement and all my... And she said algae people. And I was puzzled. I was like, what, algae? Does she really think that algaes? And then I realized, thinking about it for a while, that she was saying allergy. Yes. And I was just like, you know, why are you opening your mouth about politics? And I'm listening to this. I'm just like, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. Like, you really don't. And it's it's puzzling. It's just puzzling. Additionally, puzzling is why someone listens to Hot 97 looking for political opinion. I'm not looking for political opinion. That's the thing. That's the thing. And, you know, it's great, by the way. This brings me to something that I read recently. Billy, or expecting anything of value out of what you're... Okay. Billy, right. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Um, said that, you know, he doesn't share political stuff at his shows because to him, and this makes sense because he's got the song, he is the entertainer. He says, we're entertainers. You know what I mean? We're up there. We're the court jesters, not the philosophers of the what have you. And I just appreciate that out of Billy Joel. You know what I mean? I think he knows what it is to put on a good show and want to be inclusive and, you know, kind of have a good outlook when it comes to that kind of thing, as opposed to, like, Bruce Springsteen, who's just going to try to, like, you know, 
beat you over the head with marks and angles the entire time. So, okay. Uh, I think this is my last political thing for a second, and then I'm going to move on. And remember, I, like five minutes ago, when you were like, "Yeah, stay out of politics yeah, and uh, yeah. avoid sports but like the plague." Though. Well, we just finished LeBron, and now we're doing. I wouldn't say I avoid sports like the plague. Or whatever you said, they were your words. You I said say I I've avoid been sports t- like uh, staying plague. away from port I, sports. Yeah, well, for sure with Matt with the with baseball. Well, you didn't say that. You said sports. Although I really do love the seven game losing streak, and I'm sorry to John of Sweden if he hears that and it hurts his feelings, but I love the seven game losing streak. I love it. I was reading the copy last night from one of the beat reporters. You know, they're getting frustrated. Joe Girardi's frustrated. I, I just drink it up. I drink it up. Is that unsettling? I'm not even going to say it. So, John Oliver, the guy from HBO, it, it, he really makes me sick and, like, what a fake tough guy he is. And it was trending on Twitter. That's the only reason that I saw this. That he was um, saying, like, you know... Some, I guess, a lot of the uh, news headlines and CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and all this kind of thing after the British terror attack on the London Bridge, the Saturday uh-huh. night one, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he said, and for the record, in no way is Britain under siege. Because all the headlines said Britain's under siege, which it, you know, by and large very much is, because there's so many different terror attacks that are happening there. Really all of Europe. But I found it interesting that all these people thought it was, like, so, so great and so tough that he said, like, and for the record, we are not under siege. Is it upset? Yes. Is it pissed off? Oh, you fucking bet it's pissed off. But to say it's under siege and that people are reeling is to imply that it's somehow weak enough to be brought to its knees by three monumental assholes. And that as an idea is insulting. So it's like, look, your whole, like, attitude towards the whole violent jihad thing is just as much to blame as anybody. So you want to act tough. When in real, when reality, you don't want to do anything about this problem. And do you even live in Britain anymore, John Oliver? Don't you live in fucking L.A. to do that stupid fucking show that you have? I don't think you live there anymore. So I don't know why you're acting all tough and defiant while Europe is tearing itself apart. And, you know, I just thought it was such a bitch move to be, like, playing both sides of the pond, literally. Where, you know, he lives in the in the cushy protection of, you know, Hollywood. And yet he wants to say, no way, we under siege! For the record. Such a bitch, John Oliver. Really makes me suck. Um, I so, so agree with this particular take that I saw on Barstool regarding Instagram models. You know this whole phenomenon that there's women on Instagram and stuff that basically just make a, a living out of being more so like almost Instagram models? And I'm sure they get gigs photo shoots and all this kind of stuff that pays them more specifically but they're you know by and large marketing themselves and growing their presence on Instagram with all these photos and you know all this stuff so this girl uh, this this Instagram model complained basically she was like why are all these athletes always sliding in my DMs and the Barstool author is like how are you gonna like act like in some way that's surprising or something that shouldn't be that you're not in a lot of ways like really expecting like you're you're marketing yourself as this internet presence of basically just whoredom 
and you really think that internet celebrities aren't going to hit you up? Like, it's it's just, it's it's really rich, really. You know what I mean? That somebody wants to, like, make a career out of hanging their ass out and saying, like, look at my cleavage. And then say, like, oh, why are all these guys, why are they approaching me like this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's not saying anything. No, his microphone's on, but he's not saying anything. Um... Vladimir Putin says that because America assassinated JFK, Russia can't be blamed for any election hacking. Go ahead. He's not wrong. What does that mean? I'm just saying that the first part of that is not wrong. The deep state and the CIA did kill JFK. So I just think it's interesting that he would use such a diversionary tactic. Like, in other words, the two are very much a non sequitur, but at the same point, it's so great that he would mention how, like, we killed JFK, because it's like, well, he's not wrong. At least that's the way I look at it. Okay. This week in McDonald's, a tremendous, tremendous uh, billboard. McDonald's weed crossover billboard. It's got one of those um, burritos, breakfast burritos they sell. And it says, usually, when you roll something this good, it's illegal. Exit 451. And it's got a big golden arches. Very nice. Isn't that great? That's this week in McDonald's. Uh, this week in fucked up death. How about going swimming after getting a tattoo? Oh, yeah. I heard about that. You heard about that? Yeah. Got the bacteria in there. You're, they tell you not to go swimming. That's terrible. I don't know how you could be... I don't know how you, you know... I don't know how you miss it. Miss? What do you mean miss it? Like, how do you miss the fact that the doctor told you don't go swimming or you could die? He probably just ignored it, or was like, yeah, or okay, not yeah, yeah. Obviously, the doctor wouldn't have told him the stupid the the guy the, the yeah don't go swimming. You, it's a thing. I I don't have any tattoos, and I know that. You know that. Hmm. And you got to put like Vaseline on it. And you got to yeah, be careful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, just I, I messed it up before. Rob Parker actually was the guy who said that if it was a connect the dots game. Um, oh no, no, I'm getting confused. Yeah. Rob Parker said some stuff about LeBron James. Okay. Uh, Light FM is like sort of a nationwide radio concept, right? Like the, the sort of jazz. Easy listening. Easy listening, yeah. Not necessarily jazz, but... Adult contemporary. Yes. You know the song Never Gonna Let You Go by Sergio Mendez? No, I know Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Okay. Um, never gonna let you go. Gonna hold you in yes. my arms forever. I heard that on Light FM recently. We're getting the thumbs up from the other room. Okay, yes. And I heard that song recently on Light FM. I'm pretty sure that every Light FM station's play history, ever, if you were like to aggregate their play, their song play history, it would be probably 30% that song. If you gathered every single Light FM station in the country and you figured out their... I'm pretty sure 30% of their plays, their spins, would be that song. Because that song is fucking always on light, easy listening. Like, that is... Like, anytime you go get your teeth cleaned at a dentist, chances are you're going to hear that fucking song. Any thoughts? No, none. All right, let's see. Oh, here's a question for you. Why are... Why come? 
Why are food stamps, EBT, why are they taken at convenience stores? I don't know. That shouldn't be a thing. I, and I, I I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about that on this podcast before, but I saw that the other day. I was at a uh, Speedway, and they said, oh, EBT, accepted here. And I was like, why? Why the fuck are, is government money in, encouraged to be spent at this racket? Because, this, I mean, look, I go to convenience stores just because I'm i not good about money, and I like to buy Dutches and, you know, maybe a little snack or something like that. But for the most part, you know, if you actually spend... If you buy, like, anything at that store, you're going to spend 20 bucks, And it's insane. Like, it's just a complete markup on everything. You know, you can go to a grocery store and actually get all the shit that you're getting for 30% less in cost. So why would we accept government money at a convenience store? When it's basically just, le- like, legalized... It's, it's basically a check-cashing place. Just for things. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure I have said this before on this show, but... All right. Uh, okay, and I've got a note here about Billy Joel, but we already said that, so we don't need it anymore. Um, what about this? There's this kid, uh, Vice.com, wrote about this. He makes... He's gotten rich, honestly, selling illegal snus in... Illegal what? Snus. S-N-U-S. It's like that chewing tobacco, but it's like more like dip, kind of. Okay. It's illegal in... Um, I think it's either Finland or Denmark or whatever, but it became very popular over a certain course of time because Sweden actually makes it and is a big industry for them. They were actually allowed to keep selling it legally because it's such a big part of their culture. So this kid, 17 years old, he just gets it from Sweden, this huge shipment of snus, sells it locally on the black market and makes shitloads of money. Isn't that interesting? Like, I never would have thought chewing tobacco would be something that someone's out there getting rich off illegally. If there's a will, there's a way. That's for sure. Especially in the black market. So, I gotta tell you. I consider myself um... The luckiest man, man, man. Man, 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 man. Because we've lost, lost, lost. Seven straight games. Games, games. Um... I consider myself an ally for the most part of the LGBT movement. Or, sorry, LGBTQ. I don't believe T should be included in that. Um, That's political. What's the problem? (laughs) Go ahead. But this fucking thing is so peak, like the shrill autistic screeching of the LGBTQ movement that I can't handle it. There are (laughs) certain intersections around the country that have been painted uh, rainbow to honor Pride Week. And cars have still been using the street. So there's skid marks on them from, you know, cars driving on them. And there was an article written and, like, all these people agreeing and sharing it and freaking out because they're like, this is bigotry and hatred and, you know, bad that they're marking up these board, uh, rainbow intersection things. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, it was BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed wrote it. And someone said, like, do, do they not know how cars work? Which is a great way to put it. But again, I just have to point out that, like, that's the problem. It's it's the really, like, shrill extremists on all these different movements that just totally make people hate them. That's what happens. That's what happens. Is that what happens? And this pathetic, this pathetic Wonder Woman thing. Did you hear about this? There was, like, this viral outrage where people were saying that Gal... How do you say her name? Godot? I don't know Godot. how to say her name. Supposedly that movie's really good, by the way. I keep hearing good things. Good for DC, by the way. It's about time that they made a fucking good superhero movie. Amen. It's um, been a 
long time. Even though I didn't, I didn't hate the first uh, Henry Cavill Superman movie, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, I mean the Batman ones were good, obviously. So, but they had this whole outrage because people said, "Oh no, the woman who played Wonder Woman only got paid three hundred thousand, and the guy who played Superman got paid fourteen million. It's the pay gap in a huge way, and it was this huge viral thing. Everybody was so pissed off." turns out that she makes the exact same amount of money as Cavill and as Chris Evans for Cap- Captain America. The way these guys get paid is on the back end with all the bonuses that they get for how it sells, and then obviously when the sequels come out, they re-up for a lot more money. So, uh, all these people were freaking out. And what was so, so sickening to me, like, honestly, it gives me fucking douche chills to read this stuff is that one of the BuzzFeed authors wrote the piece on June 20th, which was yesterday, June 20th at 11 o'clock in the morning, she wrote this piece. So, Gal Gadot was reportedly only paid 300000 for Wonder Woman. That's in comparison to the reported $14 million Henry Cavill earned for Man of Steel. Again. So then, later that day, later that day, no correction issued just a a follow-up piece with that same woman that same author on the byline despite what you've heard gal gadot was paid at least as much as henry cavill for wonder woman like despite what you've heard you mean despite what you erroneously reported that same day you fucking hacks like i can't take it i really i struggle i fucking struggle so much man despite what you've heard yeah you were the ones who wrote it can't make it up you just can't make it up again my last instance of this repeated hypocrisy that you're seeing over and over again is this um affinity magazine said that otto warmbier being tortured and imprisoned by this evil regime north korea was whiteness work he wasn't a kid or innocent you can't go to another country and try to steal from them respect their laws then, in another tweet that same day, they said, undocumented immigrants, why they can't, quote, just get in line. So, so wait, the North Korea laws need to be respected, but not, not American ones? I, again, I struggle. I, I do. And I, and I, it helps me a little bit to talk about it, but, you know, I know Appleseed's getting uh, frustrated. So anyway, that's this week's show. Hopefully it's not like this month's show, because that's kind of the way it's been. But Appleseed and I will actually be at a family reunion on uh, Saturday, right? Saturday. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I always like seeing everyone. Including me? Well, I mean, you're there, so it's fine, but is there any way you could not be there? That'd be really great. I want to know, is it still known as Dibfest? That's what it's on my calendar as. Good, good stuff. Heavens now. And uh, we will catch you next time on Flippin' Out Radio, the most American podcast <sighs> ever created. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. The presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. 
Oh, here's your blessing. The most American podcast ever created. You sick fuck. Testing, testing. Go ahead. <clears throat> hungry, 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 hungry. Uh, Hungarian, I should say. Slovakian. Czech. German. Norwegian. Finnish. 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 This shit here. I hate flipping out radio. This sucked and you failed. Uh, I think the fuck not, you trick ass bitch. I had to drink a tail later of Mountain Day. This has been a Flippin' Out Radio production. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you.